This is the Well, Well, Well podcast with Cassandra and Britt, episode 12, The Story We Tell Ourselves. Today, we are going to talk about the story, the story we tell ourselves in our heads. You do it, I do it, everyone does it. Something happens or doesn't happen, and we make up the reasons why. Well, 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 welcome to the podcast. We can't think of anything better than conversations with your girlfriends about all the wellness. Let's discuss what the gurus are saying and weave the good stuff into our lives. We aren't experts, but we are your friends and we are here with you. We are so glad you joined us. Well, hello, everybody. Hi, guys. Good morning or good night or whatever's going on for you. Yes. Britt, you have the prettiest drink I've ever seen. Let's get into bevies. Yes, you guys. Okay, my husband had a guy that he works with who had a baby shower. It was like a co-ed baby shower, which must be the new thing. I think so. And it was at a incredible restaurant that also must be a new thing. It certainly wasn't a home. It anyway, wasn't a potluck? It wasn't a potluck. It brought us to the city. We don't get there very often. That's fun. And as soon as we realized where the restaurant was that we were going to be going, Matthew said, I think there's a cha-cha matcha near that. There's only a couple of them. And we don't live close enough to any of them to frequent them. Turned around, it was literally like three stores down. We were like, we have to go. So they have just matcha beverages and some blue magic, that kind of stuff. Right. And then they have it in frozen yogurt form or beverage latte slash water based whatever you like you can pick your flavor so anyway we both got a latte version of the matcha as well as a frozen yogurt and then we saw these 12 packs of these cans and we thought how is that going to be good it's not a latte it's a water-based matcha beverage and it was sweetened with monk fruit which i am just now really getting used to we had great recommendations from a lot of our listeners about the monk fruit instead of the sucralose yes and and instead of stevia too because of the flavor of that stevia and I gotta tell you I'm really loving the monk fruit listen I just tried her iced matcha tea original and please never drink something with stevia again Britt Okay, you feel like this I mean, I is can't the get you to drink sucralose, but I can get you to drink monk fruit and I'll take it. This is a million times better than stevia. As if you're trying to get me off stevia. I need you to get off stevia and either on sucralose. I think I think we found our match for Brit. Monk is it fruit. This? Well, really this good. is a match for both of us because also it's a matcha that's not real dirty, earthy tasting, right? No, not at all. No. It's kind so of clean. If you're a little bit nervous of the matcha, you can start with the chacha matcha. So now that we have the bevy all wrapped up and yes. you know what you need, I think you can order these 12 packs. Wait, can we just take a second though? I don't feel like we really covered how cute it is. Oh, that's true. It's like the cutest can. It's bright pink and like a minty green and it's just so cute. And the name is Chacha. I know. Stop. They did a really good job. It's and great. the store is very much like that. Is like it? the whole place, you just get the vibe deeply. It's wonderful. Okay. Now that we've thoroughly covered the Chacha Matcha you can order online, or if you happen to be in the area, you can dip on in. We are going to talk about our topic today. And this is a topic that really feels like it pops up for us daily, sometimes even multiple times a day, and that is the story. The story. There are a million stories that we tell ourselves about other people, about ourselves, and about what other people think of us. And in fact, Cassandra just told me a funny story today. 
The story that I have for you today is about three women and their names are Marilyn, Carol, and Beverly. And we've known them for about three years. And these gals walk every morning together in our uh, little town. And they like to vacation in Mexico. Marilyn has a bad hip and she took some time off from walking for about six months last year. And we missed seeing her every day. But Carol and Beverly, they tended to her needs. They were right by her side. There's a couple of conflicts that happen in this friendship. Carol and Beverly, their husbands don't get along very well. And so it causes tension. So when they're gonna vacation in Mexico, it's usually a girl's trip and it's not like everybody goes. (laughs) So the only problem is, is that we have never met them. These are three women that my son Miles and I started noticing each morning on our way to the middle school after elementary school drop-off. So they walk your route. Uh Uh-huh. Same route you drive. These Uh ladies walk every day. Yes. And you've seen them so regularly that you created this entire story about them. We know everything about them. (laughs) Top to bottom. Top to bottom. You know what's going on in their personal lives. You know about their friendship. 100%. Nuances. We know how they're feeling when they're wearing their sassy cropped walking pants. You know? Or like one has like a flip visor. (laughs) Yes. So, you so she ha- cares about her skin, but she also cares, you know, to look sassy and fun. So you've got them all figured out. Yeah. So we started this in sixth grade and every day we see them and Miles usually goes, oh, hi girls. Good morning. And like we say something, mind you, with the window up. We've never spoken to any of them in our lives. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and uh, we just talk about what we think is happening with them that day. So funny. I love that. Three years later, we look forward to them every morning. I love it. I love it so much. Little worry about them when they're gone. They've added a lot to your life and they they don't even know it. Yep. It's pretty amazing. It's morning entertainment. Okay. So there is a story that obviously is not harming anyone. No. In any way. No. It's just really funny to us. There's those kind of stories, but today we're just going to focus on the stories we tell ourselves about what other people think of us. We like to feel like we have it all figured out. I think everybody likes to feel that way, right? Yes. We have people figured out. We got their number. We're not dummies. If anyone wants me to explain that person to you, I'm game. Just ask. Go ahead. You got it I got all it all figured, figured out. out. Right. And here's the thing. Being good at this isn't really something to be ashamed of. And it's also not something to be proud of. Some of us are really good at figuring people out and we feel kind of proud of that. So it's not really something to be proud of or ashamed of. It's just how our brains are programmed. And the reason is because in caveman days, knowing who's on our side and who isn't was super important to detect immediate survival skills. Skills. That's right. So this is just how our brain is programmed. It's human nature. And because these aren't caveman days anymore, we don't really need to quickly settle on a story for everyone. So our innate need to form a story about everything isn't really necessary anymore, even though it's just built in and it's just what our brains will naturally do. Maybe you're listening to this and you don't think you do this, or maybe you have so many examples to prove that your story is true that you don't really see it as a story. No, yeah, it's a fact, right? Right? We have definitely learned that it's normal to think that. It's normal to think that your story is true and that you have it figured out and that you're just right. And the reason is because our brains are so efficient that they look for a ton of proof to prove whatever we believe true. 
Right. So they look for all the evidence they to lo- support the story. Right. They're right? looking for evidence to support the story constantly. And so we just think that our stories are facts. Okay. So let's give some examples. But before we do, we just want to say that you don't have to change anything about the stories you have. If they're serving you, if you like your story and you like the thoughts they generate, then by all means, keep them. But we want to take a look at some stories that might not be worth keeping that probably all of us can relate to. Yes. So here's one I always think of. When we order food or we're at a restaurant with a big group or with kids. Yes. We imagine what our server thinks. Yes. Always. We're sure of what our server thinks. I know what our server thinks. Right. And when I'm at a restaurant, when ordering... I will ask questions about where the fish was sourced, whether it was farm-raised or wild. She will. I ask questions about whether the dessert was made in-house. And I'm not so worried about the server at this point when I'm asking these questions because usually they're pretty proud to pull out the information and the knowledge that they have and glad that somebody finally asked. But it's more the people that I'm with that I feel like they actually want to kill me. So the story I'm telling myself is that you're pointing the finger right at me and Dylan. Yes. Dylan's like, please don't ask if the fish is fresh or farm-raised. I know that when I ask those questions, Dylan doesn't ever want to go out to dinner with us again. He's like, never mind. I don't know them. That's the story I tell myself. Because he's telling himself a story. (laughs) Right. So so I just whisper those questions quietly to the server while he's mid-conversation. Yeah. The other one I always think, too, is... That the server is annoyed that we're not drinking. They're like, great. These sober idiots are not going to give me a good tip. Right. They see a big table, especially when we're with a big group of adults. Uh And we're all sitting down and they come to get the drink orders and nobody orders a drink. And person by person, you can just see like their shoulders slouch. Yeah. And we're positive that now they're spitting in our food. A thousand percent. Right. We tell ourselves a whole, we tell ourselves a whole story about that. Yes. For sure. Okay, so what's another one, Britt? Another one that I was thinking about that I always tell myself a story about is exercise. I usually choose a group fitness class Mm -hmm. when I go, when I'm not working out at home. And there is kind of a core group of women that I see there relatively often. And there's this one particular super fit lady that I feel like she always notices what weights I grab before the class starts. I'm positive that she notices if I am using 10s instead of 12s. She's keeping track. She's keeping track. Okay. And when I talk to her, she always asks me, where have you been? And I feel like she's saying that because she can tell I've gained eight pounds. Because you've been sitting on the couch eating ice Uh cream. Well, I'm positive that she can tell that I'm not in good shape and that's why she's saying that. And I also notice that when she talks to me, she stares at my under eyes and she's judging me for putting concealer on before I came to the gym. (laughs) I want to say to her, even though she's not asking me about my concealer, I just want to say, listen, you don't understand. Okay. You don't have the same. You don't want to say it's genetics. You don't have the same thing I have under my eyes. So that's why you don't wear concealer. If you had what I have, you would understand. I know what she's thinking. Of course you do. I completely know what she's thinking. I think she actually might take notes in her phone about like how many reps you did each day. (laughs) Well, I just feel like everyone in the class even can kind of tell when I'm not in great shape. 
And maybe I should exercise on the side before I show up at the class. Britt, I hate this story. It's so stupid. Why huh? do you tell yourself this? This it just is happens. awful. Like, as I'm setting up, I'm like, ah, oh, man, everybody's noticing. Oh, Brittany grabbed the 10-pounders again <laughs> for those chicken arms. I feel like I need to explain to everyone when I'm sore so that they don't judge me when I'm doing less reps. Oh, I'll make up that I'm sore <laughs> so that they don't judge me when I'm doing less reps. Right. Okay. So that's a story. Okay. So here's one that I feel like I hear a lot of people talk about, and that is going into church. Sometimes we really begin spinning this story as soon as those doors open and we walk into any chapel. Whether you're a member of the congregation or you're not. Yeah. Or, and if I'm not, can they tell? We got it all figured out. We know what people think about our outfits, our family, what row we're sitting in, if we're late, if we're early, what car we drove in, if they approve of our comments, and whose views align with ours and whose don't. We know that lady so-and-so is self-righteous, and that guy over there thinks that we have no control over our children and they're annoying, and that everyone is so sick of my comments in Sunday school. Yes, we're so positive that we know exactly what everyone at church thinks of us that it definitely affects the way we show up. I agree. And I know that a lot of people have said this to me before is it's really hard to just walk through those doors because people will think this, people will think that. Or people say like, I hate going to Sunday school or I hate going to Relief Society or I hate, you know, fill in the blank part of church because that's when... They feel like the focus is on them in some way. A judgment is on them in some way. Right. Right. So now we're going to give you some general scenarios. People think I've let myself go. I wasn't invited on that girl trip because they don't like me. She has a designer handbag. They must make more money than me. Their life must be better. Oh, look, they're on another vacation. They must travel so well together. Their kids must be best friends and getting so much culture. They probably get money from their dad, though. It must be nice to have a trust fund. I bet their kids are good on the plane. (laughs) Yes, add that in. I always overshare. I talk too much. The story I tell myself is that people probably think I'm full of myself. I wonder if I was too loud. They're for sure talking about me after I leave. I am the only member of my church here. The story I tell myself, they think I am boring and a prude. They think I'm unrelatable. Okay, so these are some examples and there are many more. Hopefully we've got your mind going on stories that pop up for you. Yeah, maybe it's in the pickup line at school. Maybe it's a sports team, gym, grocery store, wherever you go. Maybe it's one of your work colleagues. Yes. Or a vendor you work with. Right, and you notice the way they respond to you and the way that they react to you, and you're sure that you know why. Yeah, and sometimes they react to me because of great things, and sometimes not great things. Now, we are not saying that we shouldn't be self-aware, or that we shouldn't be aware of the way that we affect our environment. What we are saying is that we need to recognize that we are always just speculating about what other people think. We are always making up a story in our head. And there's a difference between the stories we make up and believe and intuition. Intuition is a whole separate episode that we'll do. Right, right. So step one is usually always the same. It's just awareness. We just need to see that all of our facts and all of our detective working skills are not necessarily correct. There's a really good chance that even though we think we're right, we might be wrong. And also, becoming aware that holding on tight to our stories and storing them in our brain archives and retelling them 
wires our brains to look for evidence to prove them true. Seriously, you for sure have a boatload of compelling evidence, like we do, to back up our stories. Okay, step two. I could be wrong. There is a chance that somehow I missed something and I got the whole thing wrong. Or maybe, just maybe, these people that we have all figured out, maybe they've changed. Mm. And in our minds, we hold them back. Could you imagine? I sometimes live in a puddle of shame thinking that somebody still thinks I'm my 16-year-old self. Do you ever go back to high school and you're like, I'm just going to crawl in a hole right now. Please tell me people still don't think that I'm that way. I imagine that it's possible to like have a sealed portion of my life. Yeah. And that part is high school and it just gets sealed. Yeah. And it's like stowed away and nobody looks at it or remembers it. It's like we've been twinkled and we don't even recall. Yeah, and yours is stored in Utah and mine's stored in Las Vegas. <laughs> so it's we're the, here and it's yeah, gone. It's the beauty of not living in your hometown. <laughs> right, exactly right. <laughs> or we can listen to Byron Katie and ask ourselves, who would I be without that thought? Usually there are stories that we have told and retold so much they become factual to us. But we got to start questioning, who would I be without that thought? Who would I be without that thought? It's one of my favorite questions. I love that so much. So step two is that we could could be be wrong. wrong. Yeah, I like that. Brooke Castillo kind of has a similar idea. She has an episode called Drama. It's episode 214. It's a great episode. It is so good. She recommends telling the story, whatever the story is, Mm -hmm. and then retelling the story in a positive way without changing any of the facts. And I have tried this. We are challenging you to do this for yourself, to take one of your stories and write it down or speak it in your voice memos or something Then go back and retell the story in a positive way without changing any facts. Okay, so Britt, give us an example of like the first bit of your exercise story. So How would you do that? So for example, maybe I would still walk into the gym and I would grab the weights I grab and the lady would come up to me and she would ask me where I've been and what if I just believed that she actually was wondering where I'd been because she cares and she notices Right. And what if she didn't even really look at my under eyes and I was just completely, when she was glancing at that, she was actually glancing at my voluptuous lips. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that we could, we could consider doing that and even doing this exercise with you right now. Your brain is going to resist this. So much resistance. It's like pump the brakes. That story's uncomfortable. Let's go back to the story we already know. Yes, we're going to feel resistant to the new story. We're not going to want to seem foolish or delusional. Right. And because we so innately want to protect ourselves, we are going to be like, no, I just know that that's not true because I know what she was doing. Right. And we're going to just want to be so sure about it. Or I've heard her say those things about somebody else. So that's surely what she's saying about me. Right. A hundred percent. But like Brooke Casilla reminds us, we're delusional either way. Amazing. So any of the stories we're telling ourselves are really just delusions. So we might as well tell a story that encourages thoughts that serve us instead of one that doesn't. Instead of defeating thoughts. Right. So I love that. And that is kind of going along the who am I without this thought. Right. But it's making you literally rewrite the entire story, which I love. I like the idea of taking things at face value, of like believing people. If somebody tells you they forgot to invite you to something, maybe they really did. I mean, if it's me, a thousand percent I did. I'm the most 
scattered person. Right. If they tell you that they love your swimsuit, believe them. Yeah. Give people the benefit of the doubt. Because don't you want the benefit of the doubt given to you? Yes. Yes. Please. I need it. I need it. <laughs> I need so it I gotta, every day. I've got to extend it, you know? Exactly. So how you explain the situation can be empowering or very limiting. There might be a person in your life that you have a story about. Maybe a family member or a parent or a coworker. Consider rewriting the story you've told about them for years. Read it often. Start speaking about this person in a new way, which I think is really hard. Start speaking about them in your mind and out loud out loud in a new way and put a new story out there into the universe for yourself and for them. It's actually counsel that I've been given when I've had some therapy coaching sessions in the uh-huh. past. I have been given that counsel to actually record it in my voice memos and listen to it like a bedtime story like a new story about a person that I need to turn my thoughts around about yeah and I'm not kidding you I think it can be incredibly powerful this one gal you know Mindy from Utah our energy healer gal oh love she's her she's so amazing she's and seriously the best she's so funny because she says when you're rewriting the story that you have about yourself that You write an intentional story of like what you want to believe about yourself and she wants you to put it to superhero music like stop it why has Mindy never told me this I know and so she says so when you're listening to it it's like I am intuitive I care (laughs) I like whatever you're saying and it's to the superhero music and all of a sudden you are going to it's like a mantra and it's like You're going to re-listen to it until you start believing this new story about yourself. Mindy, call us. We need you on here. This is amazing thing. Isn't this so (laughs) amazing? This is amazing stuff. (laughs) I know. I'm telling you. So I think you're so right about putting a new story out there in the universe for yourself and them. I love that. I really think that that's something that would make such a difference if we all made efforts to do that. Yes. And you know what else it reminds me of, Britt? The model. The model. Always comes back to the model. It sure does. The stories that you tell yourself will influence your thoughts. And your thoughts will drive your feelings. Uh And that will drive the way that you behave and interact. And so you want to be mindful of the stories that you have so that you can love people the way that you want to love them. And that just brings it full circle for us, guys. Yes. This was a fun, simple story today. It sure was. Tell us what some of your stories are. Let us know the turnarounds that you've told yourself and how they've affected your lives. And we are now going to do a little transfer on over. Well, looky here. Well, looky, looky here. Okay, go for it, Brett. Okay, so last week on the episode, we were talking about clean beauty. Yes. We were discussing the products that we have started buying when our old ones run out. Right. And one of the things that I transferred over to was a new cleanser duo and I got it through fourth ray beauty the entire line of skincare is truly amazing it's a sister company to ColourPop, and they're made in the USA they're vegan there's no animal testing they're cruelty free they have all kinds of clean very plain easy to read ingredients uh-huh. and you can really trust what's in their products and their cleansing duo is amazing. So it's kind of the new thing to use double cleanser 
it's a way to get your skin really clean without using the harsh chemicals. And that might sound like, okay, well, yeah, anything that you wash your face multiple times. But these are two separate formulations. And one of them is like an oil-based face wash. And the other one is a creamy Mm -hmm. face wash. And you do one right after the next. You put the oily one on when your face is dry. And you get that on first. You get your eye makeup off with that and everything. And then you rinse and then you put the creamy one on. And you guys, I have dry skin. So I got to tell you that this duo is so amazing because it doesn't dry you out more, but it does clean your face. And so I'm just really in love with it. Yeah, it's so hard when you have dry skin to not feel like you're stripping your skin. But you're like, I got to get the gook out. Right. I got to clean my pores out. Yeah. Yeah, so what's I What's a have, dry girl to do? What's a dry girl to do? So I've, I've really fallen in love with this comfort cleanser duo. Yeah, and Britt got me a bunch of the stuff for my birthday, the fourth ray stuff. And she brought me a mask that's heaven. What's it called? Rainfall. Yes, it's that. No, it, Rainfall's the drops. Oh. It's the hydrolonic acid mask. I got to look and see what the name of it is. Okay. You keep talking. Okay, so my well looky here is another clean beauty that I love. I love RMS Beauty. Really clean products. I love the texture of their products. I started using their highlighter probably three years ago when we all started strobing our faces. And now I am hooked on their Uncover Up Concealer. So good. Try it. Clean ingredients. Uncover Up. That sounds amazing. Okay, I just found the fourth ray hydrolonic acid mask is called Soak It Up. Soak it up. It's so good. And the reason I love it too, I don't know if you do this, it's supposed to be a mask where you like put it on and rinse it off, but I just sleep in it. No, I sleep in it. Right. And I wake up and it's all absorbed. Yeah. So I must need it. Your skin's like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And and you can put it on your hands, which is pretty amazing Yeah, too. I do that too. You yeah. must have taught me all these things. All right. We hope that as you go throughout your week this week, you will start noticing the stories that you tell yourself and if they're serving you or if they're not. Just become aware. That's what we're trying to do too. So let's all become a little more aware of our stories and hopefully we'll get some turnarounds going too. Yeah. Turn those stories right around. I like it. Be well. Be well.